Ah, ihr Dickheads. From the uh, producers of Can't Be Asked and uh, Do We Have To Do This Shit Again, um, I give you Eat Rice, Roll Dice by uh, Double Dodge. David. Oh, Campbell, Campbell, back in back in the saddle, back on the pony. I, th- I thought this would never happen, but oh, oh, happy day. I know, I know. It's like a, it's, uh, is it like 2.0? It's like a reboot we're going? I think it's, um, I think it's a parallel universe podcast. I, I like this. Yeah, um, yeah, we're just we're just warping in from a new dimension. Um, somehow we've made contact with the old dimension. Hopefully, maybe we're just shouting into the void again. I mean, we we, we could look up the statistics, and I'm pretty sure that um, they aren't favourable for um, listenership. But uh, from your own, my point of view, um, I feel like we've got lots of fans. Yeah, I mean, like your mum, my mum, <laughs> both our nans. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could do worse. Do Absolutely. Better, you do worse. Absolutely. Yeah. But the uh, Eat Rice Roll Dice podcast, whoa, it's different. It is, it is. And by different, we mean we just said uh, fuck off to Gilball and we've said uh, a glorious hello to Bushida. Yes. Um, and, and what a glorious hello it is. Um, yeah, it's weird being at the start of a game system again. Like, it's been a a bit of a learning curve, but one that I'm really enjoying. Um, yeah, keen to keen to see where it goes with a bit more practice. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, it's funny actually looking back at where we came from when we started doing um, Double Dodge, and kind of the, the knowledge you had within the game and how we grew um, as we were doing the podcast, but also as we played more, um, and then jumping straight back in. And you feel like you're in a big fucking ocean and you're trying to work out which way the land is. That's kind of how I feel at the moment. Yeah, um, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. But uh, I, I guess there's like a lot of a lot of excitement, and a lot of uh, I guess fresh and new experience that comes with that as well. And I think like that's really uh, what I was looking for after um, after all that Gilball play. Um, particularly like had 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 felt like a bit burned out towards the end there. Mm. Um, and was hoping for a, for a reboot by Steamforge that might have put a bit of, you know, new life into the game. But instead, they fucked it. They like the Melbourne Cup. Um, they shot it in the head. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But so um, for people who don't know, and because you know, obviously we're we're hoping that some of the Bushido community will eventually, you know, will slowly come on. Um, Dave and I run a well, running the same podcast, but um, in a different vein. Um, on Gilball, and that's where we come from. Um, so if you want to listen to some of the older episodes, uh, by all means, uh, this is a completely explicit podcast, so if you're offended by anything, um, we cover all of that, and we will offend you. Um, but hopefully entertain you in the process. Yeah, we're not, you know, don't don't listen to us around your kids. Just don't. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure... Um, my wife did actually like you know look up one episode and it must have been the one where well one of the ones I was going to say the one but it would have happened way more than once um, where it starts off with a whole bunch of swearing and yeah I'm just hoping that she didn't have the kids around when she did that yeah um, look there's 
I think both of us have had a bit of explaining to do to our wives uh, as far as this podcast is concerned. But, uh, well, the old Double Dog podcast was concerned anyway. Um, I, I expect this one will be no different. Uh, but, hey, podcasting is fun and Bushido is great. And um, I'm, I'm really coming to grips with, uh, with the uh, wolves at the moment. I'm really, yes. uh, really enjoying like the, uh, the wolf warband. Uh, yeah, um, big learning curve. Absolutely. So basically for anyone who hasn't listened to one of our uh, podcasts before, we, we come in at the start, we do a bit of a, uh, an intro, then we cut to something which is, well, an interview or, or uh, something else. Um, this time we thought we'd rehash uh, one of our favourites, which was formerly known as Kabul, um, now uh, referred to as Kashido, where we basically just talk on the way to the club um, and have a few people in the car and just have a chat about what's going to happen because um, why not kill time while you're driving up to your gaming club? And then we yeah. do a recap after and, you know, talk some more shit, um, say goodbye, um, and there's, you know, hopefully some nuggets of information in there. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we had a bit of a mixed format, didn't we? Like, whatever worked at the time. Um, but I think we, like, at least with Guildwood, we managed to smash out some pretty decent interviews with like really high-level players, and I suppose as we get a bit more familiar with Bushido, like we'll try and do the same thing with this one. Um, well, yeah, got a lot of joy out of talking to people from all over the world. Absolutely, and I do believe, um, true to form, we will roll out a German at some point. Um, possibly shit. the German, yeah. So I had this idea, Cam, like, um, when we're doing car Cheeto, maybe we we could record somebody in the boot and uh, <laughs> make it boot Cheeto. But if we get a German, it'd have to be Das Boot Shido. Uh, how do we get them over here, though? Like, I don't we, know, man. The government allowing them in? It's, it's a hard time for open borders. I, I think we do some kind of Zoom level of meeting where we basically get Martin Koch to put uh, Timmy in the boot and we simulcast at the same time. <laughs> I think that could work. Let's do it, man. Martin's I, way too nice to do that, though. I think Timmy would have to lock himself in the boot, which isn't beyond reality. I'm no. sure more than once. Just, and just then... lure him in there with a bottle of schnapps. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so many in-jokes already. <laughs> so, um, well, speaking of in-jokes, do we set up the, the, the wing machine? Yep. start off with just, you know, rambling shit in a car. Yeah. I did think for a little while that I would start recording for a podcast, our trips to D&D, but then I felt that I didn't want to go to prison. <laughs> so... uh, it's been too long, David. Oh, back in the car, back in the car. Do we have to rename it from Carball to like... Yeah, we have to call it Carshido or some shit. Carball? Uh, for us? No, it doesn't work. Well, yeah, just slow down to 20 and I'll I'll let myself out. <laughs> Lucky I'm editing this <laughs> shit, eh? Uh, no one yep. will ever know. Alright, so... Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, this is kind of like a reboot. Mm. Uh, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to go because I have no understanding of this game. Really. But that's pretty much where we started with, uh, with Guild Ball, man. Like, I remember going to... 
nationals in Brisbane. Oh, in hindsight, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Mm. Yeah. Well, still don't. And, and we should mention that we've um, we've got we've got a we've got another passenger tonight. Are we allowed to legally mention the, that he's with us? Or yeah, he, he, the, he's not on the witness protection program no, anymore. Okay, so that's, that's all fine. good. One, one Shannon Dunbar. Uh, not like Dexter, it's not like a dark passenger kind of situation. <laughs> Yet. So yeah, up to the uh, old HH to play some Guild Ball. No, just kidding. No. Some Bushido, because we don't like Guild Ball. Yeah, fuck, fuck Snakeforge. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking hard. <laughs> yep. So, uh, if, if this is a reboot, and we're starting out at the very bottom, mm-hmm. and clawing our way back... Uh, it's really just like like old school cardboard where we talk about what we're doing what we think and then map it up against the mistakes that, with the horrible mistakes that we've made um, and and maybe talk about how to get good yeah mm. so Shannon and I have got a game lined up I think it's going to be well from my side anyway it's going to be an absolute shit show um, but I'm going to be playing the Tengu the Dissension um, try to shoot you with some big fucking arrows um, I hear that's good but I hear you've, uh, well, it depends on what you're playing, but I hear you've got a whole bunch of armour in one of your lists, so... Seems, I do. Seems bad. I do. Just uh, armoured guys up front. That's my, uh, that's, right. it's been my game plan so far, and it's worked out pretty I'm well. I'm going to try to skewer them. Just, I have been... Sorry. I was just going to say, just that wall of steel. That wall, wall of steel, yeah. Just yeah. run into that a few times. I think I'll be a sad panda. I remember um, quite a few car balls. I was, yeah. Sad coming back down the hill. I'm yet to win a game against uh, Shannon's Minamoto oh, bullshit. Thanks, thanks for that. I, I keep going. Oh, it's surely running in and fighting these guys is a good idea. This is one of the things I've started to realise. Uh, part of which is being told by other podcasts um, that actually play the scenario, play the scenario, play the scenario. Like killing people isn't necessarily the go here, mm. um, which is cool. Uh, and coming from Guildball, scoring goals that complete sense so I've got the fast running guys I think I really need to be going up pushing the buttons or if we're playing zones loading up the zones um, and doing the killing secondary especially with a lot of my shit has the out of activation move and can be a little bit tricky in that way so uh, what have you learned about Tengu so far um, the uh, Bazembo just shoots people off the fucking table right it's really fun just line him up, pick a target, um, and then, you know, a lot of the models only have about five or six wounds, and on a good day, he can do, like, you know, eight if, like, the planets align, and he just skewers someone with a big spear. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they're fast. I'm playing them too fighty. I think the game between you and I was probably trying to engage you too much. Mm. Was that last week? Wait before mm. I can't remember. Um, so I think from what I've read that I've got to be going up moving around disengaging even like charging or sprinting up um, and then uh, basically burning activations uh, off the opponent and playing and rolling mainly defensive dice yeah right mm. well, and letting and letting that fucking ballista with wings just just yeah from across the other side of the table that's so good I like those um those little scout guys. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tarobo's pretty handy. I'll have him in the list. So he's got camouflage, which is a good ability um, if you know how to use it. Or actually just use it. I mean, this is one of my <laughs> main objectives this evening is to remember rules. I think, you know, 
Fear. It's important. Yeah. Go into someone. Do a fear test. Yeah. Mm. Unless you're playing Prefecture or Ellie. Or Ellie's bullshit. It's just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Minamoto's got a lot of uh, fear resistance as well. Oh, fuck. Well, it's a good thing because I won't remember it anyway, so that it won't be relevant. <laughs> yeah. It did feel pretty rough uh, when I was playing Euro. Like, I played a little bit of Cold of Euro. And it's like, oh, Fear 6, this seems pretty good. It's like, not against Samurai, apparently. Mm. Get fucked. Yeah, it works well. So Fear works well into uh, any model that's only like a one key. So the rolling one dice, try to roll a six is good. As soon as it becomes two dice, it's a little bit swinging. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my guys are Fear 5, so Bazembo and uh, Hokibo, so the two big birds. They're both, yeah, Fear 5, so it's not as good. Hard roll that a little bit easier, you know, 33% chance on one dive. So. Yeah. But still important to remember rules. Yeah. yeah. Like close control. Important to remember that. What? Mm, Crazy. Crazy. There are a shit ton of rules. I think I'm still working on my graphic system to simplify some of it, um, at least in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge for me at the moment. I just, I kind of am just learning how to play by playing games. And then doing a little bit of supplementary reading on the side. Um, it's not like it's not like with Gilball where you know you just had, I guess, uh, like an encyclopedic knowledge of the rules because you played so many games and you just knew how everything worked, so you didn't even have to think about it. Um, but here, it's like it's a real challenge trying to climb that hill again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, good fun. Every game is like it does what? Yeah. And then yeah, you know, someone will pull out a. Ellie will pull out some bullshit um, with extra activation counters and you'll be like, it's uh, not even fucking possible. Yeah, it is. Just look here. There's some fucking card for one rice that gives Prefecture two pass tokens. Like, how, how is that? Anyway. No, my favourite trick was when he, um, he unloaded, like with the, you know, the black powder, all the you know, good guns. Um, and then the reloads, it's like reload two or whatever. It's like hard to deal with. No, no, no I got a card that just basically reloads everything. Yeah, because of course you do. I got to cop that again. Of course you do. Fucking cheat. Yeah, lucky Ellie rolls shit all the time. So. Uh, didn't when I played him. Just <laughs> like fistfuls of sixes. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you and uh, the demon you rode in on. Me and Pat's game, I reckon, it was like that. Oh, yeah. I was oh, just yeah. hard rolling the ones. I do like the dice mechanic and how the the numbers work too and that face off in the in the melee I find that quite fascinating in the yeah game. that's cool that's cool um, for me it's like just the the activation game you know I'm still kind of getting my head around how best to allocate dice I mean it's like conceptually simple but it's actually a bit trickier in practice particularly Absolutely. when you don't know the profiles and understanding which models are just generally more attack or more defence yeah you know some I mean I think we've all learned sidestep defence is fantastic Yep. Uh, so just roll that out. It's good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, but like with my guys, a lot of the Tengu, um, the small small guys, actually probably just want to be rolling heaps of defense. Yep. I like just keep them alive. Um, I have found the ranged game, I mean, uh, barring my um, my love of the Zambo, I find the small weapon, the small bows, maybe it's just in Tengu, are just a bit weak. Like, because of the way your target number is going to be around a five or a six, you don't often get too deep on the damage track mm-hmm. such that you're going to be doing heaps of damage, unless you roll box cars on the damage roll. Yeah. So I just find the the small bows are almost you know 
not worth it. Yeah, I, I try not to use them. I mean, you use them because then you get a reload counter, but then actually spending an action to reload and then go again, I feel like, yeah, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah, but what, they're, they're fast and they've got cloud walk and they're good at, like, pushing buttons. Yeah, this is the thing. I'm going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to go and start playing another faction eventually and I'll start to try to run straight over build, buildings and walls and shit. People are like, what are you doing? Because I'm so used to, like, no terrain. Doesn't matter. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. It's good fun. And what about you, Shannon? What do you like about Minamoto? Um, I like that I've only lost one game. <laughs> um, oh, you're in the right car, to, mate. <laughs> that was to some some suspect reading of the uh, the blood of Hiroshi. Oh, yes. Well, that's uh, been cleared up, so I'd call for a rematch. Yeah. I mean, and it was, it was down to the wire as well. Uh, but yeah, just uh, just other than the poison tokens, uh, it has been uh, Minamoto has been relatively difficult to get off the board. Just heavily armored, uh, like tank guys, Sound, mostly. Sounds shit. Sounds shit for me. Sorry. Yeah. So who's that chick with the with the staff? That's really good. Like, uh, she doesn't have a staff. She has a. Um, she does have stuff. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm still learning the names of everyone. So I made the mistake of like trying to make decisions based on what models look like, and it just didn't work out. It's just like, oh, she does what now? All my shit's useless. Oh, yeah. this is good. She's, she's a samurai. Oh. Well, she's not actually. She's a um, whatever the Ashigaru. Yeah, Ashigaru. Yeah. So early on, I think one of the things I've started to do is just ask what the rice cost is <laughs> models. I just target the higher rice cost. It's like, yeah, so who should I show? He's a 10? He's a 25? Yeah, fuck, I'm going to shoot that guy in the face. I'm going to yep. the big guy. Yep, um, yep. You know, under the assumption that uh, the costs are relatively balanced. Just carve away the big chunks. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I find myself in a, like a balance or a situation where I'm wanting to do the killing with the big guys, but then I hear about people playing like all the little guys and having nine models on the table and just playing full scenario. I think I've got to play a little bit more before I really can maximise them because some of my little guys are obviously good, but I'm just not using them that well. Yeah, it's hard to kind of pull back on that instinct just to go in and, and kill shit, isn't it? Like you, you would think, like you, like you said with the Gilboa, you think it'd be easier, but it's just not. It's like, uh, run in and punch stuff. <laughs> the desire is strong. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking the Wolves basically because it's a fixed list, mm -hmm. so I don't have to think too much about building stuff, and I can just play the same thing over and over again and, and learn it, and learn the game at the same time. But I guess over the long term, you know, they, they only seem to have one... I mean, they've got a pretty distinct play style, which I think like, after people understand what it does and, and what to wait for and what to counter, um, you know, it, it might be it might be a game with diminishing returns, but they're still awesome. And I love that whole idea of, like, waiting for an exhausted target and then doing massive damage against it. Yeah, that's interesting. The, the whole... I'm still grappling with the... You know, and maybe this is what I should be doing with the Tengu, um, is, you know, charging in with someone roll all defense dice just to try to exhaust a model and then I've got a whole bunch more options with the guys that actually do the damage to mm. then come in um, and 
I think that I'm still getting used to in the game. Like, understand, you know, it's like the old with Guild Ball knowing to, if if you get to eight points, then you've always got that, you know, the goal in the pocket kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so who gets to eight first is often the small game within the big game. Mm-hmm. It's understanding that game. And I think that's where I'm just still getting used to how to burn um, activation counters or actions on people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. I guess that's why, like, Prefecture and their access to pass tokens, plus just having these fucking super strong profiles is, uh, it, it does feel a bit frustrating. Oh, the samurai, he was. Well, I did against Delhi. Um, I'm not sure if Rich will ever um, edit the shit show that was our match because I reckon it went for three hours. Oh. But <laughs> I went flying across the table um, and uh, at that samurai, one shot him, but only just. And if I didn't, he rolled a couple of dice back at me probably would have killed me yeah. so it's this really knife edge play yeah um yeah but I mean I, f- I feel like after a while maybe like an understanding of the game will help compensate for what looks to be just a faction that has mad raw power um but I guess we'll see I don't know I feel really shit at this game I think I enjoy just playing it it's good fun visually pretty cool yeah I want to play something other than that, like, three idle scenario across the middle. Yes. I want to play the six one, man. Yeah, well, there's a couple. I've, I've been spending a bit of time reading up on them. And, yeah, they're quite interesting. Like, even the difference between, base, like, the prayer mechanic, so where you get allocated a certain amount of um, prayer tokens, and you can pray at them um, for a simple um, action, and the ones near you get your one scenario point, the middle is, like, two... There's a three. Oh, cool. So there's an advantage to getting into that. But then, this was the very last scenario in the um, tournament pack or whatever the pack is. But then there's also VPs for like a, a VIM, so a very important model, um, who's closest to the other deployment. So it seemed to be like these three victory points you could gain from three very different styles of play. So yeah, pretty fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I've barely scratched the surface of this thing. Um, and that's cool. Like, I just kind of not am in a competitive mode anymore. Don't care to play competitive tabletop anymore. So it's good just to like play some games, learn a bit more, understand interactions. It works for Shannon. He's just telling everyone by the same. Oh, he's a fucking. He's, he's a monster. Minamoto are just an easy faction to learn because they just walk in and smash with clubs. It's not. Um, it's not a lot of nuance to it. I love the whole the, the theory behind them too. They smash with the clubs because they don't want to like use their you know sacred swords or anything like that. They want to keep them clean, so we'll just use the uh, clubs on them and beat your head in. Yeah, man. Mm. Those things are like even even in real life they're like uh, treasured works of art. <laughs> yeah, like Tetsubos. Tetsuo, yeah, mm. big big clubs. Um, some of these only look pretty cool though, like. I have to say, if I go if I go in another direction, so I got a little bit of URI. I've got like the this, the wolves, the open rebellion, warband. Um, but I really like the look of the savage wave and the yeah. and the bakemono. That does look pretty cool. Oh, they just look goofy as shit. Anybody who ever like played an orc and goblin army in Warhammer, which I did. Well, that's the interesting part, isn't it? There's certain factions that do have similarities to other games. Some that are just, I don't know. I, I like the temple stuff, the monks that appeals to me. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, you did have that period of life where you were, you know, thinking about entering the priesthood, so it makes sense. I want a big water buffalo to ride in real life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't really say that sort of shit in the Catholic Church anymore, so... <laughs> I'm just glad you got out when you did. You just got out at level one airbending. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're nearly here. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. <laughs> Are you feeling adrift? Lost and unsure? Not sure about anything now your favourite hobby has been put out to pasture? Yeah. Us too. Rubbish, isn't it? Well, it's recording. Whoop! So this is uh, a bit of carball um, with a change. Uh, David has and Shannon have morphed into Rich. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how that's possible. It's like a shitty upgrade. It's like any key feat until you actually <laughs> discover it. You don't really know what it does. What does this do? Yeah. How's your game? Oh, mate, it was... Is um, that what we're doing? It is, it yeah. is. So, we, yeah, on the way up, we talked a bit about um, what Shannon and I were going to try to do. Cool. Um, and he was going to Minamoto me, and he did. <laughs> They're very good at that. But not before I like managed to just about skewer his entire lineup with Bazembo just going full ham with his spear thrower. Yeah, um, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. How like Minamoto looked terrifying to me because they're just. And you know, giant fellas in massive armor. The uh, armor the, four is a thing. Armor four is <laughs> terrifying, and I, I, they've got my favorite bit of fluff in the game of we've got really nice swords and we've got the best blacksmiths but we're not using them on the likes of you I'm just going to hit you with a massive Tetsubo instead yeah. well what's funny about the, uh, the list he brought was we played so many rice against each other and I, okay. I tried to do the 100 rice against seven. <laughs> he picked me it's up it's a solid tactic um, was that he's like no no these guys are like the, the starter box the other guys are even worse yeah, yeah really and yeah. he's got like because he's had the black. I'm presuming if he's got the Starbucks, he's got like the blacksmith that hands out the wazzy sword. Yes, yes. Um, there's another blacksmith that just is carrying around a whole bunch of molten metal and just yeah. throws it at you. Chatting to Shannon, he seemed to think that's the only kind of ranged attack they've got going. No, no they've got the these, they've got frisbees now. Like in the last wave of releases, and the models are beautiful. Like I'm quite tempted by Minamoto purely for the, the most recent wave of models in the kind of like a, I want to paint some cool looking they samurai are, they are wicked models um, and also I reckon if you were talking entry level like faction you want to play I mean they, they really remind me of pretty brewers straight, yeah pretty straightforward go in beat face really can control um, but Shannon played them really well like um, they're they're um, they're slow but they've got the stats to be really forgiving in terms of taking damage they gain bonuses when they're not together so they're kind of like anti-brewers in that way it's not like you're stacking auras you, you want them away from each other which is really cool yeah the uh, seven health got me I uh, I mean I rolled I, before. I rolled some absolute fire so Bazembo mm. um, he's, he's got brutal he's uh, plus two damage on the on the bow pierce two so against a armor four he's actually rolling straight dice and then brutal so he's going in column up yeah and I was rolling fire like I was getting 10s 11s 12s but even then like I was doing 5s and 6s right 7 health so I left 3 models on 2 or 1 health 
I managed to get the big um, samurai guy. Uh, excuse me for no other name. It's but, like Minamoto Ryu or something. Oh, They've all got the same family name. Yeah. So. But uh, I probably should have focused fired a bit. But it was good fun. So how about you? You uh, I was playing uh, a, a new a new lad at the club, um, uh, Harrison, who's playing his Ito clan. The Ito clan, you've probably seen them. They are a cursed samurai family that have made some terrible pact with this with Orochi, the snake kami, and now half of them are snakes and they've got loads of poison and they do horrible things with poison and then when you are poisoned they gain bonus dice for attacking you and like if you die when you've got poison they get key and all this kind of stuff. They're very fast. They're quite um, glass cannony. Um, lots of cloud walk and other ways of ignoring terrain and they all look really dangerous like they've got some bodyguards and some samurai but there's no one in there you're kind of like okay you're a support model Mm. you know so they're all getting worked on basically like I I don't know because I've very purposely not read the cards for all the factions because we're in that early learning you know discovering the game phase which is the best bit Um, and you know, he gave me a description of stuff and I looked at what the models look like and their artwork and a bit of the cards and they all just look like they have the potential to be output models um, it, you know you can't make every single model an output model but they, you know, if he needs this one to do it it looks like he could Yeah, okay. Um, and I'm playing uh, Silver Moon Trade Syndicate at the moment who are essentially the fantasy Yakuza of Bushido and there's like four sub-factions within them and you can't they don't all play well together depending on what theme you're using so he's got like all these snake ninjas and samurais and I literally turned up with Fagin out of Oliver Twist two orphan children <laughs> um, an actor a midget a sumo wrestler sumo. two <laughs> pit bulls and two enormous fatties um, who were getting the work done as far as I could say like, at least stopping the work being done to be fair him. the two battle fatties are 40% of my, my rice fair, like they are not cheap and Oda is their trainer and he himself is 10 rice so half of my list is, that. is three models but then like the dogs are three rice each the orphans are like five rice um, I flanked the, I've never tried flank before no, and no, I've, it interests me too. So, tell me, do tell. So we were playing the one with six scenario objectives and you don't start scoring till turn four. Yep. And you get wow. more points for getting the ones in your, nearer your opponent's halves than you do. So I took a bit of a risk and the kids didn't turn up until turn four. <laughs> and you don't start scoring till turn four. It's like, well, I don't need them to do anything until turn four. Flank on turn four and I had them down one on, the, one on the right flank one on the left flank um, so they they just ran on the like not the back edge but pretty much as far the flank as it could yeah. be scored at like nine scenario points in a couple oh, of activations wow. and by that it was like hanging on a knife edge because these guys were really really fast but they're quite low willpower like I know willpower is not a stat but that's probably the best way of describing it and like so Fagan and Cade Cade is a kabuki actor that I take in my faction who's terrible in a fight but um, he's basically um, obulus <laughs> um, just control he's just control he just makes you walk, he makes you take a walk action nice he's got two he's got two really good key feats one's an opposed key test to take a walk action and the other one even isn't even an opposed key test it's just 
that target model doesn't have a zone of control. Oh, um, that's huge. So he'd walk up with like his giant samurai to attack something, and then Cade would go, nah, and whatever it was would just walk away from it. <laughs> and he's like, what? Um, or Fagan has distraction in the same way the ninjas do, so he's yeah. just turning stuff around. Um, and I had so I've got Melosi who Timmy recommended to me I was like oh he looks alright and Timmy's like just just take him just take him just do it just do it could be a good boy uh, yeah. and he, he wasn't wrong was young Timmy um, he's only ever wrong off the gaming table that's usually he's only true. ever wrong in his choices of what to drink before games yeah. um, well, and then the choices he makes like you know trying to tackle people and that's yeah arms. break his own arm mm. um, so I put Breath of Hojin which is a running upgrade on yeah. Melosi and I just kind of trundled him forward turn one and he had all these people hid behind fences and he was like well if you charge you can't reach me and I was like cool yeah I'm going to drink this game plus two move and cloud walk um, <laughs> charge halfway across the board and just snake eyes oh, just no. just whiffed it absolutely whiffed it um, then he was like well I'll have a go at that and like charges halfway across the board with his like spear wielding samurai into Manu who's my other fatty um, and Manu did exactly the same thing he did this week that he did against Lachlan when I played him with Wraith in that just a palm straight into the chest push him away <laughs> knock him down on his ass, and then next turn he just walked up to him over and sat on him oh, nice. did 8 damage in one attack um, and then he was just like I don't, I don't want to go near him <laughs> And he had all these really dangerous samurai things, and they just kind of like stood and watched the fat guy in the middle. Um, there was the guy in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And then they all you know, like they all kicked the crap out of the dogs, which I was very opposed to morally. Morally, absolutely. Um, and then uh, he went after the children. He started, then he, they, the they children. started shooting and killing the children with poison again. We'll like, have a chat to Harrison. We've we learned a, a new thing about the new fella. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a, there's a moral code and I think if he'd like just thrown everything into like Misumo trainer me actor and mid dodgy weird bloke that brings children to the game um, that would have been it that would have been it for me but I've, this is what I've found is sometimes mm. the damage or you know a, a spiky kind of role can influence what people have the, or the perception like they the have psychological yeah and the thing is he did like 6 damage to Manu um, and if you're not familiar with Bushido like 6 damage is enough to kill a lot of models. Like 80, 85% models in the game. Manu and the rest of the fatties have around 10. And effectively they have tough hide from Guild Ball. And Fagan just stood there throwing potions at him, healing him. Yeah. So he'd do like 3 to 4 damage a turn and I was healing 3 to 4 damage a turn. I like that trick. I was trying that. Yeah. But unfortunately it got my uh, my, my mystic owl killed in the end. <laughs> Rohubu. Hobo, whatever his name is. Boo Hoo Boo. Um No, well, I flipped to him over Nyagooba, the one that's being basically carried by the pigeons, um, because he's half the cost, and then I could get a um, Hill Tribe Warrior in. Right. Um, and what I discovered. Oh, how do they work out for you? Um, oh, they're good chaff. They die. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because they're like no armor in defense, are they? Uh, but they got big they got axes. One. They got big axes with, that have brutal, and I just thought that's what I need going into armor. Because that's definitely a thing that it feels like you're lacking. Yeah. So he, they did actually. Well, look, I only took one, um, and then I took. Um, yeah. Did you take like a named one or no? No, just, like just the eight point one because it's chaff. so yeah, so cheap, it's so <laughs> good. Um, but he, he was good enough, and this is what I've discovered about Bazembo is you want that chaff in front of him just so he can keep shooting. 
the long yeah, roof and keep yeah. shooting. And this is the fear thing I'm talking about. Shannon saw me do five twice, like to two armour, an armour three and an armour four model, just in two shots. Yeah. Like five to each of them. He was like, holy fuck. And really tried to stay off them. Yeah. Um, then, but they were really high rolls on the damage track. So mm. it wasn't necessarily I went deep to the right. I was just rolling, you know, 10s and 11s. Yeah. Um, then he worked out that if he just gangs up on him, gets on the <laughs> other stuff, then that's, that's going to be good. That'll do it. Mm. Uh, so, no, it turned out to be a good game. And what I'm finding this first round of playing everyone is you just learn all the different factions and everyone's got their neat little tricks. And it's, I think you've got the same advantage that, that Fish did in Season 1 and, and, to be honest, the entire way through Guild Ball. The zenith of that play style whatever you're going to be facing in the rest of us is just going to be variations on trying to score as many points as possible I think like because I've very much got a toolbox faction um, and I was very lucky in today facing a faction that just wants to do one or two damage and then stack a shit ton of poison on you and kill you that way because the pit bulls all had tough but the fatties all had tough yeah. Oda despite being like you know greed has tough um, like he was shooting he, he was getting the shots off doing a point of damage and then just not putting the poison on uh, which and it, it's that is the list that I wanted to try out earlier on in the week those are the models that I painted for this <laughs> to week make sure that they're ready, yeah. to make sure that they were ready because it was going on camera and I just like to play with painted models um but it does feel like I teched against his list, which is a bit... Because no, I didn't even know I was playing him until... It's good to know. Tough against poison. I like it. Yeah, I imagine fire, the burning stuff would do the same thing because they've got to do a point of damage to set you on fire and all that kind of stuff. How are you finding Bushido? Oh, I'm, I'm really liking it. Yeah. I think initially it was just to get through the, uh, the key word basically the key word cliff I'd probably call it and just understand yeah. climb that and understand how things work and now that I've got through that I'm finding it yeah really entertaining and liking the way the melee exchange actually works like we had some really cagey ones tonight where we were both we went, it went back and forth throughout the course of the game mm-hmm. trying to throw cheeky attack dice into defensive roles and things like that now I'm not as good at that because um, generally well, you want, you're, to, want you're, to just your dudes aren't as good as that yeah my dudes aren't as good Um, but yeah I really enjoyed that part of the game and how initially it used to take us a little while to work out that whole interaction yeah now you play it's like okay I'm doing this I bought the the special cards I bought the combat cards so when it comes to combat I just slap down two cards like slap down the cards face down like that's what I'm doing Um, and to be fair like a whole bunch of them are just bluff so I'm so, I'm yeah. putting stuff down each turn again. That's what I'm doing. And he's like, I, is there anything on those? I'm like, well, you know, there might be. There might be. That's <laughs> um, up to you to discuss. So, and I think that really, for me, really speeds up the combat process. Yeah. Now I spent the money and bought the the ones from GCT because I like to buy the official things and blah blah blah. But there's nothing stopping you from printing it off. Absolutely. Or just yeah, you know, if you've got a whole bunch of MDF tokens. You just want to write something on the bottom of, um, and then just put them in there. Yeah, yeah. But it really sped it up for me. 
you know there's some I, i'm really enjoying i think there's some really interesting interactions i think also what's cool um in terms of our local meta is you know level you know the playing field has just been completely leveled between um all the guys at the club so it's really good that guys that may be in Gilball were you know weren't getting as many wins as 100 percent. yeah yeah uh they're the guys that are probably you know really leveling up and like, dom- dominating at the moment like, like like you know dave busts out his massive stack of gold i've won every Gilball tournament yeah. in australia <laughs> dice and then gets his his poo nudged in yeah because um, he's just picked up his uh his second faction and they're really complicated. Yeah. I've got. How did he do with the with the? Oh, I think he won. Like, oh, cool. He, the, he's worked out a really cool interaction where oh. you basically get two two of the wolves to come flying in as part of one whole attack. It's oh, because like they've got four rice card command wolf. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, this card that allows him to get essentially like free charges off, and then you know into like a triple attack into someone, and then because the samurai themselves also have the wolf keyword. So you don't actually have to use the wolves. Oh, don't, fuck, don't tell him that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he doesn't At least I think that's how it works. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. That would be amazing. But anyways, worked out how to basically fly in with three models, and then they still get their activations after that. Yeah. Also, they don't. They can't be exhausted. What's that keyword? I forgot what that is. But basically, endurance. Yeah. So you. So not... they're still they're still exhausted, but they fight as if they yes. weren't. Yeah. So it's... you don't lose that dice because that's one big thing I notice my faction suffers from is when I'm exhausted and maybe I'm not taking enough once models. you once you've shot your shit yeah right. once I've yeah once the load's done uh, that's when I get my shit pushed in and that's what Shannon basically did at the end of the game to really push his advantage uh, and that's where I really like the Buto is they all have endurance so um, it's super good it's so good tireless is better and tireless is the like the upgraded version of it because like endurances, I can still make counterattacks when I am exhausted, um, and it doesn't give me the penalties. Tireless is, I can make counterattacks and not spend activation tokens yeah. to do so. So when when they are exhausted, you can't be drained early on. Yeah, what it means is endurance means you can go early in the turn and still be just as resilient from a fighting standpoint, and tireless means you can go right at the end of the turn and people can't burn your activation counters by throwing chaff at you because that's certainly one way to knock dangerous models down which is what happened in my game is that he had you know 15 18 point samurai that i would throw i was throwing three rice dogs at just to basically just to use his activate because like an activation token going into one of my dogs is much better going into one of my proper models yeah well, I was samurai. Yeah, 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 all day, every day. But I, I, I want to try the zoo list. <laughs> I want to put out like sixteen animals and just have them run over the course of the pitch. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, ST- have to record that. that STS, would be amazing. STS are daft. Because um, I got like weasels for one rice, peacocks for two, and pit bulls for three. Oh my god! So I've taken. What is it? Maths. Aren't they all insignificant or whatever? Like, you yeah, but I've, I've got a dude that can get rid of insignificant on animals. Oh, my God. And then he gives them rise, so they come back from the dead. Oh, no. I may not be interpreting these rules correctly, but I don't really mind at half ten at night. No, no. Hey, look, whatever's thematic and enjoyable. Yeah. Um, well. I've got a monk called Defuckia. Or like, so I'm, not, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but that's what it looks like. He's on fire. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll leave that there. Yeah. <laughs>
And I guess welcome back. I mean, you know, this might be the first time you've been welcomed back from um, some kind of uh, uh, interview done by Dave and myself um, or car chat. Um, Dave, what do you think? Not that you've heard the second half of it because it was a bizarre morphing that occurred during this uh, this car sheet. That's the, that's the danger of flitting between dimensions. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't recall the second half. Can barely recall the first half. But, <laughs> you know, for what it's worth, great chat. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure we both used to say that after pretty much everything. Oh, there was a great discussion, no worries. And I, you know, I think that's important. Oh, the boys came out, they gave it their all. Played a great game. I thought they left it all on the field. Oh, you could just plug in any AFL interview, <laughs> couldn't you? And you would get the same kind of, ah, you know, just needed to give it all four quarters. Um, yeah, I love mistakes, it. mistakes were made, but, you know, we'll take them into the next game. My no, favourite from them. Um, was, uh, you know, good mate David Beckham, um, who was, uh, I think one of the famous quotes was, I think the team that scores the most goals is going to win the game. Brilliant. That man's mm. a genius. Mm, absolutely. Mathematical genius. Um, I do have a little uh, thank you. We have introduced uh, an add-on to our intro. Um, we've got the uh, Double Dodge intro um, sitting nicely at the start, followed by something that um, our good friend The Beard Rich has put together. Um, so thank you for that. I think um, he's been poking and prodding us to um, not in a um, sexual way um, to come up with um, this uh, Eat Rice Roll Dice uh, podcast and uh, so as part of that lured us in with a nice little intro That's right Cam, it was entirely consensual <laughs> It was, it was so, just Hold on a second, I'll just call my lawyer and call him off That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's, all, it's all good already. Nobody okay. grabbed anything that wasn't, you know, wasn't up for grabbing Um <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm really keen to play some more games and just um, you know build some of that that muscle memory. Um, so like this is a nice way to keep a record of that progress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so more more wolves for you. You're just going to stick with that. Basically, get that muscle memory with the same kind of faction and and then understand the game from there. Yeah, I think I think that's the play. Like at the moment, I'm really getting to grips with the basics and. You know, after that, like the nuance of of those basics. So there's still a few levels to go before I want to spread myself too thin with thin with um with new rules and and new models. So yeah, tried and true. So just keep at it. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've got a pretty good. Um, it's interesting. We had a whole bunch of guys at the gaming club, and we've all shifted at the same time. So we've actually got a really good kind of critical mass of players, and we've spread across a lot of the factions. So I feel like we'll get a a lot of information just working our way through playing each of the you know the other factions and understanding you know how they operate and what their kind of core skills and advantages are yeah and there's also that like awesome part of starting a new game where you're looking at everybody else's minis going that is fucking cool <laughs> you know at least five like a five to ten minute session of just you know marveling at how how good these minis for Bushido are yeah, absolutely. And we've got massive addiction. Well, I've got massive addiction problems, but I'm, I think most of the people at the club are. So every week there's new models coming out. It's so cool. Yeah, man. And uh, I've got to say, like, GCT Studios, uh, what what an awesome uh, collective of people. Um, yeah, just, just hugely welcoming to new players. Um, good resources on their website if you're sort of getting into the game as well. Um, the forums aren't too bad. I mean, given that there's not... Um, 
you know, the same volume of players for the shooter that you might see in other game systems. Um, it's still sort of developing, but um, we're, we're starting to see like like more resources available. Um, a couple of good podcasts as well. So Bushido Cast and Exploding Exploding Robot Exploding Dice Podcast. Did I get that? Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's something like that. But I'm sure if you like Google anything on with those words, you'll find them. Yeah. So they've they've been pretty good as well. Just um, providing a uh, like a pretty good series of overview podcasts to get your head around the game and the faction that you might be into. Absolutely. I've just accidentally like switched them on. Robot Dice Explosion. There you are. Yeah. No, they're good. I've been listening to a lot of theirs. Um, and really just, yeah, it talks you through, um, you know, parts of what to expect with the different factions. They've got a really good um, starter series of like roughly 10-minute episodes that just talk about each faction and what to expect, um, which is great for kind of entry-level players. And obviously given where we've come from with the... Uh, um, the death of um, of Guild Ball, um, there might be an influx of players, and I think that was a good opportunistic um, opp- opportunistic opportunity. Well done um, for uh, to give information to new players, um, and I think they did really well there. Yeah, mad props. Um, nice, nice job, gentlemen. Nice job. Nice. Well, on that, uh, do we have anyone else to thank? Uh, just a big shout out to Jesse Heiss for being the uh, the true Casanova that he is. He's a gentle lover, and we love him for it. Absolutely. So if you want any minis, unfortunately, we haven't yet convinced him to get uh, Bushido on, but I'm sure I can. Um, I have some gaming mats coming soon. FreeCityGames.com. Jump on. Um, I'm sure Jesse will hook you up with uh, any of your plastic crack needs. Yes. Yes. Also, ask him to uh, sign a photo and, and include it in the package for you. You, you will be pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Uh, has he done that? For, he usually just signs the outside and I said, mate, you got to stop doing that because my wife actually reads the packages when you send them to me. Yeah, well, there's been some pretty interesting uh, pretty interesting personalised messages that he's been including of late. So, um, yeah, definitely get on that. His artistic skill is improving. I've never seen... I mean, I, I want to use the phrase curly straw, but <laughs> I don't even know that that captures it. <laughs> I used to have one of them from Pizza Hut, and you've just ruined my childhood. Yeah, it was terrible when the milk got stuck in it and went sour. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's real or a metaphor at this point. That's not a metaphor. That's not a metaphor. <laughs> hey, God. back in the saddle, like we never left. <laughs> David, it is always a pleasure. And and to you, sir, and to you. Wonderful to be, uh, you know, back back on the uh, back on the pony with you. Brilliant. I love that pony. It's it's done us well. It's a freaking bear. Ah, you dickheads.